Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. So Adam, one of the the big things going on in Broncos country right now is when John Elway and the Denver Broncos will get the long-term extension for safety Justin Simmons. We know he's going to sign his franchise tender, so he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in a Broncos uniform for 2020 if there's a season. We can get into that later. But the big question is whether or not Elway is going to sign the Pat Bull and Bronco on the roster right now since he was just up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year for what he does in the community for 2019 to a long-term extension. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen before the deadline hits on Wednesday. Yeah. It's, um, so, so let's just sort of look at this from the perspective of uh, why the Broncos would or would not. Cause there's, there's really sort of some, it, it, I guess the way to look at this is there's too many factors in play for us to really understand what is the reasoning behind this. If this was a regular 2020 off season, right? If we were, if we were looking at this last year, for example, I don't think there would be any doubt 
that John Elway and the Broncos would have worked out a deal with, with Justin Simmons. I think that they would have figured out a, a way to get him signed to a long-term contract. He's obviously earned it. He has proven to be one of the top, I would say one of the top three to five safeties in the NFL. You can make an argument that he's the best safety right now. I think, um, was it PFF has his grade as, isn't he the highest graded safety by pro football focus? Maybe I'm a little yes. off on that. So at least in the top four. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't think he's the best. No, I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who's clearly shown on the field that he is a, an asset to this football team. He has also shown off the field to be an asset to the community and to the team. And, and he has put himself, I would say in a position to be considered a, a, a leader on the team, not just on the field, but off the field. And those are the kinds of things, as you said, that a Pat Bowling Bronco embodies. And we, t- we use that term Pat Bowling Bronco a lot because we think that it's important that this team sort of holds on to what Pat Bowling has had always sort of tried to instill in the franchise and the players that they selected and, and, and brought on. And, and I think that's also reflected in the way that John Elway and his staff has gone about drafting guys who are high character, team captain, those kinds of things. And, and Justin Simmons definitely fits that. So in a, in a vacuum, right, in a regular offseason, without anything else going on in the world, I think Justin Simmons is signed without question to a long-term contract. Now you throw in the uncertainty of the world around us today with uh, coronavirus issues and cases spiking in places and uncertainty about if the season's going to start on time or when the season will start or Will there be fans? What's the revenue going to look like? Because that's going to impact things like the salary cap, how much money teams have, cash, you know, it's going to cash on hand. There's all those little factors that come into play that most fans, most, you know, fans like me don't understand. I don't, I don't even try to understand most of that stuff. But I do understand that all of these factors are going to impact what the Denver Broncos can do with the salary cap and what they can do with players like a Justin Simmons, who clearly earned a long-term contract to be paid as one of the top safeties in the NFL. But they may not be comfortable with the number that he's asking for based on all of the other factors that play into this that really prevent John Elway from just going ahead and pulling the trigger, I think. My guess is they're not more than a million or a million five off, maybe two million total on the annual salary. But that's a big deal when you're talking about whether or not the cap is going to go up or down and you've got big contracts on the books and you've got, you know, you know, you're going to have players you're going to have to try and sign. It's there's so many variables that I kind of get holding off and not necessarily getting a deal done this year. And it's not to say that Elway and the Broncos don't want Justin Simmons, both James Palmer and Ian Rappaport with NFL Network made that abundantly clear. James Palmer said the Broncos think the world of Justin Simmons. They understand he's the type of player you build around. They want him long-term. Simmons wants to be in Denver long-term. After the deadline tomorrow passes, the price to make all that happen could be higher than it is now. But I think, as you said, now with everything going on, and then you add into the fact that similar to baseball, with Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, there seems to be cracks in the process of both of those sides, similar to what was going on with baseball. So I, I, I understand the Broncos side of it. I understand Justin Simmons side of it. 
But also keep in mind that the Broncos are going to have even more salary cap space for 2021. And it's not like Justin Simmons is going anywhere. He is going to be in a Broncos uniform, and they are going to get a long-term deal done, even if that means the price tag goes up next summer or next offseason around March when the Broncos need to get this done. So I, I get the angst. I get the I get the, the, the pause, the concern. I get all of it, but he's not going to go anywhere. The Broncos understand that. I just think there's too much going on right now where you just don't know. And who's to say that they don't get a last-second deal struck? Because as Andrew Brandt, the former front office guy with the Green Bay Packers, who is the one who always tweets, there will be lawyers, the other thing that he's known for tweeting is deadline spur deals. The deadline isn't until 2 p.m. on Wednesday. So there's still time to get this done. Now, while everyone says it's unlikely, Mike Kliss has said it, Benjamin Albright has said it, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, there's still time to get it done. So if you if you really want to get a deal done, by the time people are listening to this tomorrow at whatever point on Wednesday, there could be a deal in place. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. So you might you might be listening to something that is a moot point, is as, as, as it were. Uh, you know, or a moo point, or a as Joey point. said on Friends. Yes, a moo point. There you go. And th- there is actually history on the side of a deal getting done. Uh, Sayer Bedinger tweeted out recently, uh, I guess you would call them screenshots, of a couple of Mike Kliss tweets from 2016 during the, uh, the Von Miller, uh, I guess, days of his contract signing. Uh, the first tweet is from July 13th, 2016. Broncos deal with Von Miller, hardly a sure thing. Very next day, Broncos, six-year, $114.5 million offer to Von Miller, has $70 million in solid guarantees, not more. Team expected to hold firm, deal expected Friday, and we all know there was a deal on Friday. And then there was uh, one on June 9th of 2015. At this point, this is, of course, again from Mike Kliss, at this point, I'd be surprised if Broncos and Demarius Thomas reach a long-term deal by July 15th. Story here, well, the story there ended up being that he did sign a long-term deal with the Denver Broncos that very same year. So, it, the precedence is there for them to come out and say this isn't happening and then it getting done. So there, there is that. So you're telling me there's a chance. I'm, I'm telling you there's a chance. The, the interesting thing here is, is I, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question about this cause I'm not hundred percent sure they've got him on the franchise tag. Now they can tag him again in 2021. If I'm not mistaken, is that, is that correct? They can use the franchise tag on him twice. And then yes. after that, they can't use it anymore. So Correct. E- even at that point, if, if push comes to shove, you might see them use it on him twice. I'm not saying that that's a best case scenario. It's not. I think that's probably a worst case scenario. But it is something that is possible, which would allow for the Broncos and for Justin Simmons to take more time to ensure that they get the right deal done for player and team and and everybody involved. And, and that's really kind of where we're at. It's interesting to me that also – as disappointing as this is, it doesn't necessarily make me feel um, negative about this, right? I don't have sort of the foreboding like, oh, this is this is going to go bad feeling. It's just more of like, this is everything's just a little too funky right now. It's better to just maybe push this off a little bit, 
play on the franchise tag. We'll figure it out later. That's that's probably the way I would want to do it. And I don't feel that sense at all either. I, I feel like Justin Simmons is the guy you lock up. And the fact that James Palmer and Ian Rappaport both said that the Broncos love Justin Simmons, they know he's the piece you build around. He's going to be the piece they build around. He's not going to go anywhere. So anyone who is concerned that Justin Simmons may not be a Denver Bronco after 2020, there's no need for it. He is going to be a Denver Bronco, and he's going to be a Denver Bronco for a very long time, and he's going to make a bleep ton of money. Yes, he is. Crack, crack yourself a fat tire. Take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. We're all okay here. So, All right. So the Justin Simmons question actually sort of takes me to this second topic that we wanted to talk about today, and it has to do with uh, something that Cover 2 Broncos have, have covered. My, is that is that two on the nose there? Uh, I think that was uh, an Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, my, it might have been. Allow myself to introduce myself and also this topic. The The question was, or the question that they posed was, uh, if you think about the Denver Broncos, which Denver Bronco, non-quarterback from the past, would you want to put on the current Denver Broncos team? As it is constituted today, which player – do you think you could plug in that's going to have the most impact, that's going to be the best best player for the team, best fit, all of those things? And it's it's a fascinating question because you can go a million different directions. And there are several things that you could say about several different players. I just I really enjoyed that conversation, but I had a pretty I was pretty steadfast in my answer based on um just sort of based on play based on the coach and based on the player that I think would fit with this head coach and what he wants to do on defense. And you could probably tell where I'm going with that. So I'm going to wait and I'm going to let you go first. And that's why I went with my choice because it's almost an identical situation to what happened when he was brought in in a trade in 1993. The difference is, is the quarterback is a little more experienced, a little more wet behind the ears, but it's kind of the similar situation where you're in need of a franchise left tackle. So give me one of the best, if not the best left tackles in the history of professional football, Gary Zimmerman, you bring in that, you bring in Gary Zimmerman, the one that Pat Bowen made the trade with in 93 with the Minnesota Vikings. You lock down the left tackle position for the next five years. And remember, he was an all-decade player in the 80s. He was an all-decade player in the 90s. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He played in Mike Shanahan's offense. Yeah, So, how do you say no to that? That's that's why I went with Gary Zimmerman. And one of the things that I saw over the in the comments for Jeff Essery's story was a lot of people were bringing up Ryan Clady. I think Ryan Clady is a great player. He's not on the level of Gary Zimmerman. Was yeah. never on the level of Gary Zimmerman. That's kind Gary of Zimmerman unfair. is one of the <laughs> best left tackles ever. I think people forget how good Gary Zimmerman was because he didn't talk. Well, he wasn't allowed to talk. He was the one who inst- he was the one who instituted the no talking to the press <laughs> rule that the offensive line in the 90s had. Yeah. So 
I, Ryan Clady was a great player. He is not on the same level as Gary Zimmerman. I think you know. I think what you're going to run into, and before I get into mine, I think what you're going to run into here is a generational issue, and uh, we sort of saw some of this in the conversation that took place in our Slack channel for Mile High Report, and it was the the younger you are, the the more recency bias you're going to have. The older you are, the more nostalgia you're going to have. And so there was a, there was a lot of nostalgia from the older, and I, I I hate to say this, but I think we are the old guard. At Mile High Report, it's us and and Jess, I think, and I think Tim's about our age. I don't know. Age is age is really just a number, Lori. though. Lori, I you know I don't know. Lori's very young. Let's. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> don't talk about. Yeah, she's people. in her twenties. She's in her twenties. She's fine. Uh, she'll be okay. She's very young. It's going to be fine. Um, I'm going to get hit by somebody at some point. But I do think that it's it's fascinating to me that Ryan Clady gets mentioned because it's younger people who are mentioning him. You, when you talk about older fans, and we are older fans at this point, or fans that lived through that that period of the 90s in particular, they lived through it, and so they know what Gary Zimmerman could do and and bring him in, right? That's, that's exactly the direction you went. And it's funny to me, you don't have to have lived through the playing days of a player to appreciate their abilities and to know that they would have an impact. And that's the the direction that I went and I went with a defensive player and I think most people probably have already guessed it but I went with Garrett uh oh my gosh Gratishar I went with Randy Gratishar Randy Gratishar to me you got tongue tied you're I gonna did. call him Gary Gratishar uh, Gary Gratishar is what I was gonna say that's not doesn't work Randy Gratishar Gratishar fits with Vic Fangio's defense Gratishar fits with anybody's defense Gratishar is one of the greatest linebackers in the history of the game his his Hall you know what defense he doesn't fit in Go ahead. The Hall of Fame defense. Yeah, well, he fits in it. They just don't don't call him up. That's oh, it's terrible. See, see what you've done there. You've, you've upset so many people now. But quite frankly, think about Randy Gratishar in Vic Fangio's defense. Vic Fangio likes to have a good middle linebacker. Look at what Alexander Johnson was able to do when he came in. Look at look at the way that he utilizes those players. Could you imagine Randy Gratishar playing for Vic Fangio? and what he would do in that in that defense. It would be unfair at this point. I mean, quite frankly, it would be unfair. It would be like, you can't you can't have Randy Gratishar. That's not fair. So to me, I, did I live through the Randy Gratishar years? Some of them, a few of them, not a lot. But do I know that he's maybe the greatest defensive player in the history of the Denver Broncos? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I know that because I've seen film. I've heard stories. Just because other people don't acknowledge it doesn't make it untrue. Just because I didn't experience it doesn't mean it didn't happen. So I would put him on there. A lot of a lot of people would argue maybe the greatest play, defensive player is Champ Bailey. I could see that. Maybe the greatest defensive player is Von Miller. I could see that. But right now, for this defense, give me Randy Gratishar. And I, I love Randy Gratishar, but if you could give me Champ Bailey – he locks down one side of the field because then you can put Bryce Callahan and AJ Boye on the other side of the field because no one's going to throw to the other one. So how you could about- put all put all the other cornerbacks on the other side of the field. So give me Louis Wright could, then. So you could be you could you could put Bryce Callahan, AJ Boye, Devontae Harris, Duke Dawson. You could put uh, Michael Ojemudier. You could put all the cornerbacks on the other side of the field. Sure. Put the safeties on the other side of the field. Put the linebackers on the other side of the field, and just say, "Yeah, you're even Patrick Mahomes isn't going to throw anywhere near 
Champ Bailey. I think, okay, I, it might be a little hyperbole in there, but I, I think I see where you're going. So give me Louis Wright then, the original shutdown corner. I mean, Why not both? <laughs> well, because I think, I think the rule, I'm looking at the rules, it's one. It says one past Bronco. So if it's just one, I, it, is, it is a fascinating discussion because there are so many options. An, another player that was brought up that I, I don't think got enough love, and I'm going to give Tim a little love here. He mentioned Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a is a top two or three tight end in NFL history. Does he make them a better team? I don't I don't know, but I would be really curious to see how he does in this offense, how he would perform in today's NFL. I would love to see Shannon Sharp on this team. I, I I'm not sure it makes the team better. Like so, so so the argument is does it make the team better? Does it give the team a better shot at the playoffs, a better shot at a deep playoff run? Probably not. Like, quite frankly, Shannon Sharp probably doesn't make this team any better than Noah Fant does. Probably a little bit, but not like that many wins. But just to watch him in today's NFL, the way that tight ends are utilized, he he was really the essence of that. He was the start of that. What could he do in today's NFL if he was used the way tight ends are used today? It would be off the charts insane good. It would be fun to watch. And that's why I constantly go back to Gary Zimmerman, because if you look at the issues that this team has and you can bring up depth at cornerback. So I get why guys like Jeff and Scotty wanted to add Champ Bailey. And that was the majority of the pick for the Mile High Report community. There is a poll on Jeff's story. Most of the comments wanted Champ Bailey. I completely get it. I see that, especially when you have a shutdown cornerback like Champ Bailey in Vic Fangio's defense. But when you look at the makeup of this 2020 Broncos team, Gary Zimmerman makes this team better. And I think about what Dalton Reisner would look like playing next to Gary Zimmerman. And think about the influence that Gary Zimmerman would have on this young line. They just drafted Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU. They just signed Graham Glasgow. Then if you have Gary Zimmerman at left tackle, you then have a competition at right tackle which I would still lead to Jawan James if he can stay healthy. Careful. Did you just say his name? He might be injured. I just think about all the things that Gary Zimmerman could bring to this team. And the other thing that it does is it increases the likelihood that Drew Locke lives up to the hype because no longer is he going to have to worry about his blind side. It's going to be protected. There isn't an edge rusher in the NFL then or now, who is getting around Gary Zimmerman? No, I, I think, I think you're right. Except for maybe Von Miller. I think Von Miller could get around him. I'm just saying, I, Von Miller is incredible. I think, I think that would be a great. That's a great battle. Imagine the battle that you would see between Gary Zimmerman and, and Von Miller. They're two of the best at their position, and then having to go up against each other. Who could get the best of who? I think that would be a fun that would be a fun game to watch to see the two of them go up against each other and who who's going to best who and how is how is one going to you know strategize to get you know past the other and I, there's that would be a fun one. I'm not sure how you could work that out. I wonder if you know how they sometimes do like the digital shark versus lion fights or whatever on like Discovery or whatever. I wonder if they could do a digital Von Miller versus Gary Zimmerman fight where they, you know, have to Gary Zimmerman has to block Von Miller. Somebody should do that. Somebody should work that it, out. It'd be an epic 
epic battle in training camp when they had, if they had a padded practice, I think the closest thing that you could do is Derek Thomas. Okay. Well, he's probably still yelling at Shannon Sharp in some way about things. So I want to, I want to bring up Derek Thomas and Shannon Sharp at the same time. Cause then you, that's another, you know, personal foul. That's a, that's another one. Just got another personal foul. It's his fourth. That's tough. That's tough, man. By the way, since we mentioned the Chiefs, I mentioned Patrick Mahomes and Derek Thomas. I hate Ryan Pace. It's a good it's a good one to say. I actually want to ask you a question about training camp. Are we gonna have training camp? You brought us training point, camp. Is it gonna happen? I, I I think right now I I say yes, just because I think the NFL is everyone knows the NFL. It can't. It still doesn't know what a catch is, so it's gonna. It's just gonna narrow in and just do what it thinks it's best. Um, and that's interesting because there are a couple of th- a couple of things. Uh, Woody Page tweeted on Tuesday that he talked to another veteran NFL player today who thinks games will start a month late. Mark Maskey, who is with the Washington Post, who's the NFL writer. The NFLPA's questioning of whether it's prudent to open training camps in some hotspot cities underscores the larger concerns of some. If camps can't open as scheduled, it becomes more difficult to begin the regular season on time. So I I think right now, I, I, I think I said this last week, a lot of it is going to depend upon what happens with Major League Baseball and to a lesser extent the NBA. The NBA is a little bit different because it's in its bubble in Orlando at the Walt Disney Resort. That's a smart place to be right now, down in Florida. I think the MLB is going to play a key role in all of this because it's going to open up on Janu- on July 3rd. The Rockies, for all the local fans, they open July 24th against the Texas Rangers in Dallas, Texas. Yikes. Yikes. So I, I think uh, I, while the NBA – is obviously going to be something that the NFL keeps an eye on, especially with testing. I think Mark J. Spears uh, tweeted that they did like some 322 tests and only two came back positive. So there's that's what you have to do if you don't want to get spread yeah. for the 32 NFL teams. The bigger the bigger model is going to be baseball. If baseball is able to go th- to go to all the the very to all the cities that baseball has because that's what they're doing, just without fans, if they're able to do that and they they're they don't get any outbreaks, they don't get any hot spots among among players and teams, then I think it, it there's a possibility, but it's only going to be a couple of days between Major League Baseball opening and camp supposed supposed to start because the Broncos are supposed to open camp July 28th. That's only four days after baseball opens. So a, a lot's going to happen. A lot a lot is going to be determined between now and next week. Yeah, it's going to get crazy. And and we're already seeing some of the effects. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles announced they were going to be playing home games without fans. So I think that's going to probably become a trend depending on you know, where your stadium is, right? Where do you play? And and the other thing that's interesting when you bring up baseball, and this is something that, uh, you know, the NFL doesn't have to consider this as much, but teams like the Toronto Blue Jays, Toronto is not being allowed to play their games in Toronto. They're going to, they're looking at playing in Buffalo at their triple a stadium because Canada 
is not allowing teams to travel from the United States into Canada to play baseball games. So that's that's going to be pretty telling as well. If you've got Major League Baseball teams unable to travel to where they need to play, and then you've got NFL teams that are coming out like the Eagles and saying, we're going to do this without fans this year. So what at what point do you start to draw the line and say, maybe maybe we need to slow down here a little bit and and put everything on hold and i guess we'll find out you you bring up a really interesting point there are some dominoes that are going to start to fall over the course of the next week and a half to two weeks that as those dominoes fall we're going to learn more and things are going to change and you will have said something a week ago that is no longer relevant just five six seven days later so It'll be an interesting time to watch. I, again, I think it's fascinating how all of these things are affecting contracts like Justin Simmons, just to kind of bring it full circle there, and how it's going to impact what happens on the field if things actually can happen on the field. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.